Hey, I'm Rita. And I'm Lee. And welcome to the Me For Her podcast. We are two gay girls living polar opposite lives on different sides of the country. Here to talk shit and share with you our experiences between 20 and 30. Hello and welcome back to episode 27 of the Me For Her podcast. Our first official episode without Lee, as at the time of recording, she is due to give birth at any minute. So today we have a very special guest from overseas. You have heard a lot about her and her podcast over the last few episodes. I am talking, of course, about Martha Gatt, our first official Me For Her podcast fan from Malta. Martha, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Happy, very happy to be here. It's so cool. I still can't get over the fact that you found our podcast and you're on the other side of the world and then you started sharing it with your friends and all of a sudden we have this Maltese fan fan base. Like how cool is that? I know, considering how far you are, it's through like technology, right? Technology, that's it. Okay. Now, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? So, like Rita said, I'm from Malta, in case anyone doesn't know where that is. It's in Europe, it's right below Sicily, and we're a tiny island. Uh, I'm 27, I've lived here my whole life, apart from a year where I did my master's and I lived in Scotland. I guess like everyone else right now, we're going through this pandemic and I'm trying to stay sane. Um, which basically involves just being outside all the time, which I love most of the time. So I love playing sports, I grew up playing basketball, That's that's about it, I guess. That's so cool. And obviously you're gay, right? Oh, yeah. Very important. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Now, a lot of people have asked, um, well, one, apparently 30% of our followers don't even know what a pasitzi is. Now they do. So we're very pleased to have educated everyone about that. But um, everyone, yeah, I know. Everyone asks, like, do Maltese people speak English? So you, you learn it at school, right? Everyone speaks English in Malta, is that right? Yeah, we do. So Malta was a British colony like for a very long time. So practically, I guess over 90% of the population speaks English. Like we learn it from where, when we're very young. And it's like not very usual that you meet someone who can't speak English. I speak English personally better than I speak Maltese because Maltese is quite difficult to especially write. I'm very ashamed to say that mm-hmm. as a Maltese person, but it's true. Like <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, like... We, we converse in English, so. Yeah, very, very cool. I mean, I've been to Malta a couple of times. I think I've mentioned my brother lives in Malta with his family. And I was just like, this country is the best ever because one, pastizis, two, everyone speaks English and you don't have to translate it anywhere. Like you've got the Mediterranean Sea. It's beautiful, beautiful place. Literally, we have it all. Except for a lot of lesbians, as it turns out. <laughs> Which we will, we will get to that later. Um, So what what I want you to tell everyone is how the hell you found out about me for her pod two Australian lesbians talking shit on a podcast. To be honest, now it looks like in hindsight it's really strange that I found it. Like the coincidence is so huge that it's incredible. Um, so I was really bored, like always on Netflix and just watching series and trying to do the same thing. And I just like, have this app here and I just like, Googled like something relatable. So I Googled lesbian podcast because I'm an amateur like that. <laughs> and the first thing which came up was me for her. And obviously then I heard your accent. So 
Yeah. Um, and I started oh listening. Oh my god. Like, for me, and it was very big. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started listening to it. I made all my friends listen to it, including the straight ones, and they all really liked it. Probably like the humor more than anything. Like the banter between you and Lee is really good. But yeah. we also like talk a lot about a lot, cover a lot of important topics which are relatable to someone in their twenties to thirties. So. That's the reason why I was talking more than anything because it's like you talk about real stuff which we experience day to day, not just like in theory or how they're supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. Yep, so cool. Um, and I actually, I think one of the idiosyncrasies that led you to find our podcast was because I think we were probably about like twelve episodes in, and I changed our name or our description or something to say lesbian podcast because I was like, no one's gonna fucking find us. So lucky I did. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. There you go. Call it fate. Fact. Call it fate. Call it fate. I like that. And um, you guys have started your own podcast. So why don't you talk about that quickly? We do. So basically, I was wanting to have something where I can speak about being gay in WhatsApp because it's like while it is acceptable to be gay, kind of, um, we don't really talk about it. As in, like, I speak to my friends and I tell them, oh, my God, my, my first time with a girl, like, I really not know what I was doing. And I had no one to talk to about it. So I wanted to, like, raise awareness that, listen, there's maybe, like, a 17-year-old going through this and they don't know who to talk to. And that was the entire point of it. So we created our own podcast, which is called, like, you know, Let's Get Straight to It. Um, I basically co-hosted with one of my best friends who is straight, which I guess gives us a perspective from her side because she's straight and in a relationship and that's to just cover like important topics uh, not strictly to the lesbian side i guess <laughs> i love that <laughs> um for those listening it's spelt g-a-y gay t i've just confused everyone g-a-y-t <laughs> <laughs> let's get straight to it which i love the name and i love um hearing you and franca um banter and my favorite parts is when you guys just crack up laughing <laughs> <laughs> we always say like should we edit those out but then it's just like fuck it no don't edit it out and as you probably have heard i've given up on editing altogether so um too, too bad if you say something you don't like here because i'm not gonna edit it out oh, i don't have time okay. for it now <laughs> you're over um it. <laughs> i'm seriously over editing but no i um I love your podcast and I highly recommend it to, to everyone um, of our followers. I do recommend listening to it at like maybe 0.8 speed because you guys talk super fast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's just a Maltese thing. Everyone speaks super fast. But I'm gonna take notes. I, do, I do want you to say something in Maltese so everyone can hear the Maltese um, language. So like maybe say like, Hello, all you lesbians from Australia. I love you, or something. Okay, it's gonna sound really harsh though. Like the Maltese language is like partially Arabic, so I feel like mm-hmm. whenever I say something in Maltese, people just I don't know, they get this different image of us. So it's gonna sound strange. Just a disclaimer before I say it. No probs. All right, are we ready for it? We're Wait, ready. What am I We're so ready. What am I saying? Um, hello, all you lesbians in Australia. I love you and want to give you a cuddle or something. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Uh, hello, Linnis, gay, and I guess. Sounds strange, wow. right? Yes, it does sound strange. Very cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to it. I've been there. I've got Maltese family and whatever, but I do think it's cool for everyone else to experience it since we can't, like, 
give them a pastiti to try on the episode. So that's a different experience for them. <laughs> I actually now, just had one, just so you know. A pastiti? Don't say that. Oh, now I'm jealous. <laughs> because we can get them here, but they're not as good. They're like the frozen, like not authentic nah. versions. Yeah, yeah, not a good time. I mean, it's fine, but it's not the same as being in Malta and having a fresh one. Okay. Now, let's get straight to it. Did you like that? I see what you did, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, why don't you tell me, like, what it was like <laughs> growing up in Malta? Right. So, I grew up playing sports. I played basketball my whole life since I was like 12 till I guess till I was 25. So my life was very revolved around sports very much with like having practice three times a week and games in the weekend and every other day. So sports was my life. Um, obviously I made lots of friends and it was a very important part of growing up here. I guess like growing up gay. I don't know if that was your question in relation to it. Um, <laughs> while playing sports. Um, was very different in the sense that I wasn't out yet. I wasn't out for a very long time. And the first time that something happened between myself and a girl, I was 15. And it was like this massive secret that you had to keep between us two. And this girl played basketball. And it was like every week we get someone messaging us like, listen, we saw you, blah, blah. Are you a lesbian now? And all these questions of hiding, which is obviously like a really anxious stage of my life. And I don't miss it at all. Uh, uh, that's it, I guess. Like growing up in sports was uh, <laughs> was something different. Today there are like it's much more accepted and spoken about, and you find like a greater number of of gay people. But when I was fifteen, it was it was very different. It used to really stress me out about who would find out and who would see us. We just had to hide all the time and just mm-hmm. like find a few minutes when no one is looking and just sneak around, which was a bit fun. But then when like came down to it, I just wanted to be who I am, not stay hiding all the time. Of course. No, I, I, I can totally relate to that and I know so can Lee because um, we've spoken about it before. But um, let's talk about that first experience with a girl. Like who was she? Like who made the first move? How did it all sort of come about? Right. So this girl was someone who played for, for another team, <laughs> but now we play for the same team. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she she plays for a different team. Actually, we were like rivals. It was, we were only like five teams in Malta. Um, and we weren't like, I never thought about her in that way. We were just like very close. We used to speak on, on Messenger like back then, like always like talking nonstop. And I never thought about her like, hmm, like she's hot or I like her. Didn't happen. Yeah. And, like, I think it's people have this idea that it always starts out like you're physically attracted to someone and it wasn't the case at all. She was just a really close friend of mine. Hardly relate to that. Yeah, and I right? agree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then like we were drunk one time and she kissed me and I remember like being incredibly freaked out by it. But also mm-hmm. it felt like very right because I was clearly like emotionally yeah, attached to person. <laughs> explains a lot doesn't it <laughs> uh, and and I wouldn't speak about it like we didn't have this whole conversation like listen you know what happened last night we just kept on speaking the same we were just the same level of clothes and then next weekend came and it kept on happening like weekend after weekend always sneaking around like but my friend I didn't tell my friend at the time and she didn't tell hers so we used to just find 10 minutes when no one's paying attention and just 
sneak away to the bathroom because I had so many good nights in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you just sneak around all the time, which, like I said, is fun in the beginning. But then a few months in of doing it, you just want to be able to sit with the person you're seeing and have a drink with them and not have everyone looking at you and judging you. And given that it was in the basketball community, there were like quite a lot of rumors. So people used to message her, like her own teammates, like, listen, someone told me that they saw you, like, should I deny it? What do you want to do? And it was just so extra, like, kind of really have, have mm-hmm. all the normal life shit you're dealing with when you're 15. Like, you don't need someone pressuring you, kind of, like, whether they want to out you or not. You don't mm-hmm. feel the need to make these big decisions when you don't even know what it is at that age. Totally. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, we've spoken about labels and stuff like that on the pod. Like I struggle with labels some, like in my 30s now, like let alone when you're half that age trying to figure out who you are as a person. Like it's it's a lot to comprehend, right? Yeah, and you don't even want to say like, okay, so if I say I'm gay, it's automatically assume that this is, I pick the side for the rest of my life. What kind of, you don't yes. know. I mean, I... <laughs> Like now it's different because I'm much older and I've figured it out, like which side I am on. Not that you need to pick a side, obviously. But <laughs> when people are trying to make you define it and you don't, <laughs> like, what is that all about? Mm-hmm. Totally. And like, so when you were 15, you kissed a girl, you're hooking up with this girl from basketball. Was being gay sort of... Uh, was it looked down upon? Was it like, like, was it something that you felt like you had to hide in Malta? Yeah, I did. I didn't like in Malta. Like now, it's different because there is like a bit of a greater gay community. But personally, I didn't know anyone who was gay. There was maybe one girl who played basketball who I knew was openly gay. But it's not like there was, and we don't have gay clubs. There's one, which mm-hmm. is basically for men. But there wasn't like a place I could go to to feel like I was part of something which I was still trying to understand. So it was something I was trying to hide. And I, I don't even know why I was trying to hide it. But it just felt like the natural thing to do that you don't let people find out what's happening because it's not the normal thing to be mm-hmm. doing. So, yeah, it was it was like not accepted i wouldn't say like look down upon and today it's very different the situation but i wasn't open about it either i remember just telling a few close friends and not making a big deal out of it but not trying to be completely out with who i was Mm -hmm. i remember when you told me that there's no lesbian clubs in malta (laughs) and i was like i felt like such like so spoiled and also a spoiled brat in the sense that I was complaining like, oh, my God, I can't dance at Mardi Gras when we've got like a massive <laughs> gay festival to go to and you poor guys in Malta haven't even got like a lesbian club. So um, it's crazy. It's crazy to think of that. And I am super grateful since you told me that for everything that we have and, you know, get to experience here in Australia because we're pretty gay friendly and lesbian friendly too. So I've told you, you are welcome to come out here. I will take you to on the tour of all the lesbian places around the country if you'd like to You come. know I'm going to hold you to it. So but <laughs> to be fair, we do have, like, we have, pre-COVID obviously, we have, like, a gay party every month. It's called Lollipop. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> but if I'm being perfectly honest, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm being perfectly honest, it's uh, it's it's mostly for men. Like the ratio of men yes. to women is like eighty to yeah. twenty. Go there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Of course. No, it's not the same. I I totally get you. No, like we've got some. Life. Gay men and gay men events too, and it it's not the same. So maybe you should start one. Maybe your podcast can like start a gay lesbian a lesbian night in Malta. Who knows? I want to. We just need to find someone to invest. So you know, someone who has some capital they'd like to throw around. We definitely no, want to open the like investment. <laughs> just find a bar. Find the bar just and buy. create a night. Yep. We just find might. a good we venue might, and then honestly. create a night. Mm. Now, um, let's talk about coming out I listened to episode two of your podcast and was just um really taken aback by your experience because like I've sort of heard about it people you know experiencing what you went through but I've probably like none of my close friends fortunately didn't have to experience that kind of a negative experience to coming out so I'm not going to spoil it for everyone but would you mind taking us through your gay journey your gurney as you call it Friend would be really proud of that sketching on the side, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So, as I said before, like the first time I was with a girl, I was 15, and then the, after that, there were like a few years of denial. I want to say denial, but like maybe if there was a gay bar, I would have went to one and like met a girl, but there wasn't anywhere mm-hmm. for me to meet someone else, and. So then, like, I met my second girlfriend when I was uh, 21, and I was with her mm-hmm. for almost three years. And I still was she was another a- basketballer? She was. Oh. Um, <laughs> You've got a tie yeah, there. I mean, come on, that's <laughs> the only way you can meet them. <laughs> <laughs> Your basketball community is our soccer community, by the way. There's a lot of crossover here. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, so, like, when I was with her, I wasn't out yet, but for clarification i told a few of my friends like when i was with this girl obviously they just knew and most of my friends knew i was out my my parents aren't together and my dad and my siblings knew we never had like this whole sit down conversation of like hey this is who i am kind of they just were okay with this was was really comfortable for me because i didn't have to have this whole confession with them but the person who didn't know was my mom and it was a really big deal for me to tell her i say didn't know in inverted commas because she knew she knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, she used to ask me kind of like, I don't know if she sees me upset over something. Like when I was 15, she used to be like, ah, because like this person isn't messaging me about like something silly. She'd be like, ah, so? Like she's just a friend. So when she says those mm-hmm. things, she already has like a bit of a vibe that's not just a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, and obviously when I was with, with, with my ex, like, I used to always be at her house and sleep there and like not show up for a few days, kind of. So she knew that obviously I was with her. Um, but I don't think she ever like registered it in her head. Like, listen, my daughter's gay. And I always describe it as like, I didn't come out of the closet. I was dragged out because I definitely wasn't <laughs> going to tell her. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know how if someone kind of like always poses questions in a way that they're not comfortable that if you were to be gay, then it's kind of, you'd feel unsafe saying it out loud to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I get that. So it took me a while before I actually thought it out loud. And it basically happened because I was hanging out with this with this girl who was, who fit the stereotype image of what people think a gay woman looks like. 
And this girl just posts photos of us on Facebook, like she was just my friend, there was nothing going on between us. And my mom saw us tag on this photo and she came up to me and she's like, listen, I don't want to hang out with this person anymore. And obviously I knew what she was implying, but I just <laughs> wanted to poke the bear kind of. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why? Why don't you want to hang out with her? And she said, she said, because I don't want her to influence you to be gay. And I said, like, mm-hmm. hey, now or never, like, I'm going to tell her. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, no one would influence me to be gay. Like, it's who you are. Like, you don't really pick a side depending on people you hang out with. I wish it were. You don't way, get but, hit know. with a gay stick and turn gay, do you? No, I mean, I still pick women. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then I said, like, listen, someone, I just be gay, like, if it's who I am. And she just looked at me and she's like, but you're not, are you? And I said, like, so what if I am? And then, like, a rush of panic came over her face. And she said, like, please tell me you're joking. And I'm like, no. Like, I'm not. Like, we can't have this conversation. And I was packing to go somewhere. I don't know what I was doing, but I was just, like, going around the house, packing all my stuff. She kept following me around the room, like, because if her first reaction was, like, please tell me you're not, it was like, this mm. can't possibly, like, <laughs> take a turn and get better. So, um, so... So I said, then she said, like, some really shitty things about me being gay, which I'll never repeat on air. And then she said, like, I think you should just take a bag and leave, like, go to your dad's. So I got the bag and I got some stuff together and I and I left. So that was her first reaction. I was like, okay, it's bad, I guess. I think in hindsight, you always, like, when you think of yourself coming out, at least for me, I always thought it would be bad. But then you say, like, no, no, this is my mom. Like, she loves me. Like, eventually, when she'll know, she'll just, she'll just be like, like, it's okay. Like, I still love you. Yeah, and all she'll things. be mad and get over it. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, her telling me to leave was like, okay, it's an initial shock. Obviously, I was upset because that was her first reaction. Um, but uh-huh, I went to my dance. She was messaging me all the time. She kept messaging me because like, she, she cares. Like, my mom and I are very close. So, it was weird that she was being a bit, she was reacting like this. But I understand that she is a product of her own time. My mom's like, usually, like, very hip. I should have prefaced mm-hmm. this before. She's very hip, like she's down to earth, she's accepting and all these things. So I didn't think I would get that reaction out of her, but I I guess like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then after like a few days at my dad's, like I ran out of clothes eventually and I came back home. And when I came back home, she wasn't here because she was, she was working that day. And I just like, went to my room and I see like all my things were packed into boxes. Like there were like oh five God. luggages, boxes of my things, my clothes. So for me, I felt sick. Like I needed to be sick at that point when I saw it. Mm. So for me, it was like not just I'm not okay with who you are. It's like stay out. And it was like a really big defining moment for me. I, I don't think she actually knew what she was doing at the time because literally when I saw my boxes, she had just called me to see like, hey, how are you? So she's calling me oh. to see how I am. And at the same time, mm. like my shit is all packed into boxes. Like. Yeah, wow. You know, uh, but that was that was one of the moments one of the moments I never forget in my life. It was a very defining moment, and so I just took as many boxes I could carry, I guess, and and I went to to my dad's. Right? Then she was telling me like, "Listen, why did you take them? Like, listen, you're packing my things for me to leave. Then I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stay somewhere where I'm not wanted." <laughs> um, yeah. But there is a silver lining to the story because, like, after a month or a bit over a month, um, she like was texting me like, "Listen, I think she'll come back," and I wasn't very sure because like, my feelings were really hurt. Kind of that when I showed her who I really was, you know, like she, she got so her first, exactly, like her first reaction was like, "Listen, no." <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I did go back home and and I was fine, like with a great relationship with Rosie and ever. I think I think like her biggest like question mark on the whole thing was that she thought I would become this completely different person and I wouldn't want kids, which obviously is okay too. But once I told her like I do want kids and I still want to like eventually do the traditional things that everyone does, like it's it's kind of like was okay for her. Like now she keeps asking when I'm gonna get a girl home, which is also very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love listening to that and hearing like about how you said that like once you realized that you weren't going to turn into this completely different person like and she realized it's just like the same Martha it's just maybe you date some someone like that's literally the only difference like you're the same person there's no difference you're not necessarily gonna shave off all your hair hair and get piercings and fit the stereotype do you know what I mean <laughs> because I think I think my mom felt that way too and I laughed so hard when I heard about your your mum saying you don't want this girl to influence you because that's literally what happened with my first girlfriend. Except my mum said didn't say she want, didn't want to influence me. She just said she didn't like her. <laughs> she's, she, and she's got like bad vibes from her, which I knew meant I know that she's a lesbian <laughs> and I don't want her to influence you. So <laughs> it was like code word, you know. Yeah, read between um, the lines. But, <laughs> But the funny thing between our stories is that my mum didn't didn't know at that time that I'd already been with a, a couple of girls, and so did, so would you, like yeah. right? But you, so you really think like that know. she didn't know? No, I, I my mum knew for sure, and she'd actually asked me. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and telling them the story because um, mum would ask if I was with like my childhood best friend, like your 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 Franca. Like is my Cammy? She's actually Maltese, um, so she'd be like, "Are you and Cammy together?" And I was like, "No, ill." Like because it was <laughs> ill because she was like my best friend, not because she's a girl. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and I think I was just super scared that she was just gonna, you know, like like you experienced, unfortunately, kick me out. And I'm very very lucky that she didn't. And we had a little bit of time where it was a bit hostile, but mainly because I'd be lying to her about who I was hanging around around with about being gay um so there was like a trust thing um yeah that's that's also the thing like the lying at some point it became like i i lost track of how many lies on top of lies you have to tell like Mm -hmm. you know like if i'm Mm -hmm. spending the weekends at my girlfriend and i tell her i'm somewhere else and then where did we go and who was with you the lying becomes yeah literally like that well i'm very very glad that there's a happy ending to your story and that you're cool with your mum now so um, does she listen to the podcast? She doesn't. She doesn't. Ooh. <laughs> no, we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. I um, I invited my mum to, to listen to the podcast until the sex episode and now I'm not entirely sure if she still listens or not. I'm sort of hoping she doesn't because, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just ask her to skip that one. I did ask her to skip that one, but I don't know if she, like, continued listening after that. So, mum, if you're listening to this, I love you, but maybe stop because the next few episodes there's probably yeah. going to be some dirt. And they were quite graphic, I remember, those episodes. So. Yeah, they really, really were. We did not hold back. You probably were pissing yourself talk- hearing us talking about scissoring and stuff. But that's what I want to listen to, like the honest, like real stuff, you know? Yeah. That's the whole exactly. point. Honest and real. Exactly right. Now, give us a bit of an update. I'm so happy that you're out and gay in Malta now, but 
Are you single? Are you dating anyone? Like, do you guys have Tinder? <laughs> we do have Tinder. Uh, I'm thinking, no, I'm not dating I go on a few days here and there. But, uh, I mean, like, I met a girl last week, but it's for me, it's like, I was really against getting Tinder because I'm such a romantic. Like, In fact, I hadn't downloaded when it was out for like two years. But then I got it eventually. I caved. I'm like, okay, given that there are no gay bars in Malta, there's just one and it's practically for men. How, and I don't play sports anymore. How on earth am I going to meet women? So I got it. But the thing is that in Malta, after like 20 swipes, like Proud of I you. ran out of women. I literally ran out of women. How does it even happen? Like, Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. We are really spoiled over here. 20 swipes you. and you're out of women. Okay. And I, I hear you're picky, aren't you? I, they're called standard, first of all. <laughs> no, I mean, for me. Like, we had a chat about this uh, offline, so I want you to tell everyone because I agree with you 100%. Because people call me picky too, and I've decided recently <laughs> it's not fucking picky. It's we're not settling for anything but butterflies and a genuine connection and spark. I agree. Preach. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Like, for me, when I meet someone on Tinder, like, I don't know, you're chatting and you're flirting a bit and there's a bit of banter, so it's good. And you see, okay, like, let me meet this person and see where it goes. And then you meet them and it's just not there. And for me, if it's just mm-hmm. not there, like, then that's it, kind of. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's something that will, you'll grow to like them more or you'll mm-hmm. grow a connection. It's there or it's not. Simple as that for me. Mm-hmm. Totally. I agree. And it's so interesting because, like, a connection, like you have to figure it out in person, right? Because there can be someone that you're physically attracted to and you meet them and the emotional connection or you've got like, – it's just not there and you've got nothing to talk about or there's someone that you're not maybe – is not your usual type but you have this insane emotional connection, you know, so it's – I'm with you. I agree. And since, like, you'd be speaking through Tinder, Instagram or whatever, like you can't really tend to meet them, kind of like their replies. I don't want to say – staged but maybe that's not who they genuinely are and then you meet them and on the spot they're like don't match up to the person that they were on your phone so definitely like connection there or not i'm with you well i i'm a romantic as well so i genuinely (laughs) hope that we both run into our dream girls like at the post office or something i don't know do you have Um, post offices in malta (laughs) i just had this conversation yesterday Uh, we're recording like our next episode and i'm like sure i did i would like bump into someone and then look at me and like it would all make sense but (laughs) the reality of it you never know so and yes we do have post offices (laughs) (laughs) it's funny um (laughs) my um my mum and sister and I, we have a gratitude thread, like a, a group message. And every morning we've been sending through things that we're grateful for. And my mom actually got into my back and she was, because a lot of other things in my life are going well with, you know, the house and land and um, job stuff is really good for me. And she's like, now you need to start like thinking about like your girl, you know, like you need to get that <laughs> house in order, you know. And so (laughs) she's like, you know, we believe in the law of gratitude and and whatever and being grateful for something and then hopefully you attract it. And so I put in my gratitude, I think, yesterday. I, like, can't wait to meet my dream girl, like, bump into her and then, like, that, you know, that song that goes, huh, I just died in your arms tonight. (laughs) Like, that's playing in the background. (laughs) Of course it is. Otherwise it wouldn't be, like, fate bringing the two of you together. (laughs) Exactly. So what's I, your background song? <laughs> mm, tough one. 
I'm going to get back to you on that because yeah. like, it has to be like yeah. just right. And I have too many favorite songs right now to think of in the moment. But I genuinely think that's going to happen for you. You're going to bump into someone and that's it. Magic. Yep, that's it. Magic. Well, he's hoping to both of us because, um, you know, but I, I do believe I'm proud of you for getting on Tinder even though your choices are limited because it is a numbers game and you just never know how you're going to meet someone. But also you should start hanging out at basketball again. That's just a hot tip. <laughs> how about no? <laughs> Oh, no, because you've dated everyone there. You've exhausted the basketball oh, network. Two pieces. Two pieces. <laughs> nah, no, no, just <laughs> on to new things. On to new things. No, I like that. Well, finally, is there any advice that you would give to anyone maybe wanting to come out with European or like just um, unsupportive parents? I think like in general, it can, it can get really shitty sometimes, like kind of a, as it did for me. And honestly, like I described that period of my life as like one of the darkest periods. Like I was genuinely yeah. like really upset for a whole month. But it does get better. Like even if you think it's really bad and it's cliche as it sounds, like if you just give it some time, time is like works magic. Like if you just give it some time, it will get better. So just hang in there and also like just be true to who you are. Like once you except that like by yourself, everything else will fall into place. I truly believe that. I believe in that 110%. And I think it's, um, you know, when you're in the moment, it's so life shattering. Like you said, like they were some of your really dark days. Um, and it feels like you're never going to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you're right. Time does change a lot of things. And at the end of the day, you can't change who you are, like whether you're bisexual or straight or gay, like you can't change that. There's not a switch that you can flick to change it. So if someone doesn't like you for showing your truest, authentic self, even unfortunately, and we've spoken about it before, if they are a parent or a loved one, like you don't need them in your life. You know, you just got to be true to who you are. I agree 100%. So let's give everyone a plug for your podcast, a bit of a reminder of what it's called, where they can find it, and tell us what your next episode is on. Okay, so like you can find us on Instagram. So it's let's underscore gate straight to it. Like I think Rita, like you follow us from me for her. So if you just like look it up from there, like you'll be able to find it. And uh, our next episode. It. Oh, thank you. Our next episode is about like dating in your twenties, coincidentally, and how it is hey. like even with the pandemic and like ghosting and sleeping with someone on the first date, that sort of thing. So, and we also have some guests on it and straight people's perspectives. So. <laughs> can't wait for that one can't wait to hear it that sounds really really cool Excellent. well martha thank you so much for joining us our first international guest our number one fan in malta we love you thank you so, thank much. You so much and i hope Thanks for you, having me. i hope you find the love of your life at the post office <laughs> you too with the song in the background of course with the song in the background which you'll get back to me on Thanks for listening, guys. Follow us at me for her pod on Instagram and like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Bye.